0: Welcome to OSnap, oh candid conversations about business and life with your hosts Amy and Rosie, owners of Snap, a community, education and inspiration forum for photographers and creatives.
1: Because I don't know about you, but i am feeling quite anxious about doing this. It's weird because you've got to like—is—is
0: is everything we've been doing all morning? <laughs> I and know there's a microphone <laughs> in it, and now you're like, ah, oh, fucking.
1: Hell. We're just yeah. I'm excited about this thing. Eh? Yeah, me too. Do you think it's should... fun? It is fun. Like I think we have some really good chats, and sharing those chats with the world yeah. will hopefully be of value to people. I am um, thinking maybe we should introduce ourselves. There was probably a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> go on, you go first. Okay, I'm Amy Robertson. <laughs> <laughs> should you get your surname but For a second. <laughs> little bit. The anxiety is I mean, high. we could go full name. I'm Amy <laughs> Sarah Robertson. But, oh, I didn't know
0: that. <laughs> didn't Did you know? know you I didn't know, know my middle name. No. What's your middle name? I don't have one. What? Yeah, I don't have a middle name. That's
1: so weird. Yeah, um, uh, mine's my godmother's name, who's my auntie. My so. mum didn't want to cause
0: family rift. So just fair
1: yeah, enough. Just plain old first and second name. Yeah. Anyway, Amy Sarah. Amy Sarah Robertson. As nice my passport and birth certificate. <laughs> 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 um, I'm a photographer. Um, I shoot weddings. Um, and I shoot brand photography. Um, and I'm also one part of the um enterprise. <laughs> and, ooh. Oh, I like that. Enterprise yes. that is a snap photography festival um, which we took over in 2021. such a long time ago. I can't believe it's like 18 months ago since we took ago, yeah. this over. We've definitely learned a lot a lot <laughs> in that a time. Lot. Um, but yeah we um, I'm also a mentor and educator I should probably say that hence why taking over snap was such a big appeal um because I really enjoy helping other people and helping them build their businesses um my photography businesses currently operate at Six Figures um which has been an amazing achievement um but also has come with some interesting challenges um and if anyone's been following me you know that I'm really open about talking about that um and yeah, I really wanted to do a podcast with my friend Rosie, Yay! who's also my business partner. Because um, yeah, we wanted. To, I think that was part of the appeal of taking over Snap was working yeah, with you. Definitely. I definitely wouldn't have said yes to it yeah. unless you were on board. Aww, so yeah, see you. your turn.
0: Hello, I am Rosie, no middle name. <laughs> 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 I'm Rosie Holman. Um, I'm a professional singer. Um, and have little to <laughs> no photography skills whatsoever. That's a lie. I, I I know which end of a camera is the lens, and I know that you have to press a button, and then actually know, like... You took some really good photos oh, on the last um, headshot meetup. So Amy's been, like, lending me one of her cameras, um, and I've been having some fun with it, so that's that's been fun. Yeah, but I didn't know how really to good. set it up, or anything like that, and I had to ask what different things w- were like, I don't know what <laughs> which is natural means. when
1: you start something <laughs> it's like a
0: new piece of technical kit that I, I don't understand but yeah I'll get there but um, yeah I'm a professional singer uh, mostly jazz some soul disco pop R&B in there I work with a few different bands um, but yeah so my uh, like what I bring to snap is the event stuff yes Rosie is good at
1: everything I am <laughs> shit at <laughs>
0: Which is why we make such a good team. It's quite uncanny, actually. At, like, all the stuff that I'm rubbish at, you're good at. And all the stuff that you're rubbish at, I'm good at.
1: Yeah, I think we make a really good team in that sense. Um, Yeah. And we build each other up as well. Exactly. Which is good, given the
0: topic that we're going to talk
1: about in this particular episode. I know. I'm really excited about this topic. Just because it seems to be something that needs constant work it makes such a big difference as well I think to your business yes and I would say that it's uh, like something that comes and goes in waves mm-hmm. like I definitely have had points where well, we should say what we're going to talk about because otherwise
0: yeah, not, so, yeah, yeah so the title of or the topic of this episode is limiting beliefs yes
1: which everyone has everyone has limiting beliefs um and as i was saying they come and go like i think um i limiting beliefs obviously tie in massively with confidence right like how you can't see but i'm nodding <laughs> yeah rose is nodding <laughs> um, she's agreeing with me um <laughs> and i think they're like the foundation of confidence um yeah. so wherever your beliefs are um about yourself and what you can do and what you're capable of um, is determined by how confident you're feeling Mm. um and it kind of ebbs and flows um and last year my confidence was really low Mm -hmm. so I had a lot of limiting beliefs um and I kind of feel like over the last like month or so particularly because I've rested and I'm starting to come out of the burnout that I suffered last year um, which a lot of photographers will relate to Mm. because we were Dealing with the great COVID (laughs) 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 catch-up. Wedding photographers, to be fair. Yeah, and I think it just went on and on for us. And Mm -hmm. it was very isolating and catching up with the backlog and the editing. And yeah, it's been hard. And now that I've had a few weeks rest Mm -hmm. and I have been back to working on myself, Mm -hmm. um, I have very much started to untangle those limiting beliefs that i had in place last year um also i really loved um and i'm going to shout out to uh stephanie green um because when i was talking to her last year about how low my confidence was she sent me um a video It's was a tiktok video and i can't remember who the person was but it was amazing because she talked about how um your confidence tanks and your like limiting beliefs can like become bigger blocks mm. when um, you go through a massive period of growth ooh yeah
0: Which, so it's kind of like you've you've gone through like one like one level and yeah or oh, what's the um,
1: someone else calls it like new level new devil yeah so she used the example of like lobsters um <laughs> okay <laughs> of course no, it's so why it's not so lobsters so, like, in the natural <laughs> so so, so we have a lot in common with lobsters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is one oh, of them. God, okay. um, but yeah, that she talked about lobsters and how when lobsters grow, they lose their shells and they have to grow a new one. Okay. But oh yes, you're telling me about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when 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 they lose their shells, they're all vulnerable and soft, and so they need to go and hide for a bit, and yeah. like they're yeah, because because they're 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 at risk. Um and, and then they regrow their shell and they come back and they're bigger and they're stronger, and I really just loved yeah. that because it was like I feel like last year was a really really big growing period for me, and I learned so much, and um, I think it was both from a business point of view but also on a personal level. yeah, you. I had a lot of personal stuff happen last yeah. year. I had some big public failures um I, hate me. I know, um, which I've come to terms with now, but like. No, I don't want to not call call it a failure. No, no, because I don't, I don't want to have a negative relationship with failure.
0: Okay, all right, okay. No, Be- I get that
1: because failure is really important.
0: Yeah, like, fair. You learn from you
1: learn from it. It's a yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, okay. I'll let you have that one. Not okay. everything is going to work out. Yeah, fair. All right. And last year, some big things didn't work out. Um... So obviously we had to we had to postpone Big Snap yeah. and I had to it was a very public thing and it was a process of a few weeks and it was very soul destroying. Um and that impacted me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um while also going through this mental period of work where I was just Completely working We didn't really have any really time to process Yeah you, exactly And I had a bit of heartbreak And yeah. you know It just It was a lot And there was no processing time So it just felt like Everything was stacking So then my How I felt about myself Just started to Drop Rapidly So mm. by kind of The end of last year I was You know A complete mess Um <laughs> <laughs> Basically <laughs> Complete mess. And I chose to run a marathon last year. And... Yeah, because you're mental. <laughs> you're
0: like, oh, I don't have enough going on. I'm going to put my body through immense physical stress. Actually, I think that's probably a way that you dealt with it, to be fair. Yeah, the running were, kind of like, was, running was an and escape it, as well. Yeah, um, put, your, put your, um, efforts
1: into... Yeah, it was just hard. And I think I had a lot of blocks suddenly come up. And um, just a lot of limiting beliefs like right down to doing this podcast like yeah. I wanted to do a podcast for ages like if you've followed me for a while you know that I've been interviewed on a variety of different podcasts um and all of them have been really good and I enjoyed doing them and I was like I wanted to do my own podcast <laughs> and I wanted to do a podcast with you and yeah. I wanted to do a podcast with, for Snap as well because yeah. it's, it's another way of giving value and reaching people Um, And the other thing last year was that I did a lot of education in 2020 and 2021 and really raised my profile and my visibility. Um, And then last year I hid. Um, And it was really weird. And when I kind of have reflected on that over the last few weeks, it just boils back down to that baseline of not being enough. Not feeling like you're enough. Yeah, like why me? Why do I think I can do this? Like I don't have. We've we've talked a lot about. Oh, sorry, my radio to keep kicked. <laughs> um. Yeah,
0: we've talked a lot about like imposter syndrome mm-hmm. and a new feeling. Because, because for me, the idea that um, I know that you struggle with, uh, kind of like this idea of, of you not being like a good enough photographer or a good enough mentor, or good enough educator to be running Snap. Yeah. And I, as an outsider, I'm like, what, um, like, how do you come to that, I don't know how you come to that conclusion, but it's all about how you view yourself. Yeah, completely. And, and, and. Because I know that a lot of other people feel like me. (laughs) (laughs)
1: About you. (laughs) Like, you know. um, Exactly. And it's, I mean, like, I've been in therapy for a long time, I've been in therapy for three years, and all of my issues boil down to that kind of foundation of of limiting beliefs, which mm. is that I'm not enough. Mm. And I think it is the exact same for everyone else. Yeah. Um I'm not good enough to charge this. Yeah. I'm not good enough to do this. Um I'm like right down to personal relationships. Um and I I'm not entirely sure it ever goes away.
0: No, I think you go through different you go through different stages of it, don't you? I think sometimes it will maybe. I know for me, sometimes it affects me more personally. Sometimes it affects me more business. E. Mm. Um. Also, like being completely frank. Um, as a woman. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. The the menstrual cycle has a hell of a lot to do with my. Limiting, oh God, really, hormones. Where where I am in in that. Um. You know, if you are someone that menstruates. Chances are you agree with me. But, like, yeah, when I'm ovulating, I'm like, woo! I'm on top of the world, I'm worth so much. And then, like, at the other end of the... Yeah. Um, other, other, the, okay. other end of the scale, yeah, you just... Um, but obviously, yeah. I think I think the thing about it is that it's quite insidious. Like, it, all areas of your life are so interlinked, especially if you run your own business. Mm-hmm. And if you identify that as... Like I'm I'm particularly bad at this where um, I view my business as being like part of me and how I identify myself. Yes. Um <laughs> so that if some you know, if you have like an argument with a mate or whatever, that will impact how I see myself in business because the two things are the same.
1: Yeah. I I mean I've just been a combination of work for the last few years as well, which not that's an entirely different conversation. <laughs> There's something really I, one of here. one of my biggest um <laughs> one of my biggest uh epiphanies in therapy was that I can use work as a form of validation. Yeah. Um so we all do that. I yeah, think. exactly. Yeah. And yeah. and more so when you have your own business. Yeah. Um especially a creative business. I think creative business owners probably have it the worst. Yeah, it's, um it's subjective, isn't it? yeah
0: so you
1: can't point
0: to it i mean that's why money is like a big thing because if you're earning lots of money then it's like a something
1: concrete that you can point to to go see look mm. i'm good at this i'm successful yeah and and people don't tend to reflect enough i think reflection is a really powerful tool um when it comes to invalidating your limiting beliefs Oh, <laughs> i got a point then it's, uh, <laughs> love it I love it um because you we we can become very focused on the things we haven't achieved or we haven't done or the things we failed at and then we take them on board as a direct um like reflection of who we are as a person yeah and like, you start telling yourself that's that's who you are yeah no one's booking me because i'm I'm a bad person or i'm a bad photographer or a bad singer or whatever so so it must be because i'm bad yeah i'm not enough um when it could be down to a huge number of Mm. factors and yeah using my business to validate myself is has has just not been a wise move um on the one hand it's been a bit of a superpower because It's that wanting to prove myself constantly that has built me up to six figures. Yeah, and has driven you. And made me really visible. But then the moment you start to get some knockbacks, it's like, oh, fuck. No, I'm still a bad person.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can I tell you that? Is that allowed? You're not a bad person. You're not a bad person either, (laughs) Izzy.
1: We're not bad people. We're not bad people. So I think it's really important if you have a business and a creative business that you have some separation that you really learn to separate yourself from your business, but also to use reflection as a tool. So That's... what do you do when you're um, reflecting? So I was in a really good... What I do but... Last year I kind of fell out of a lot of my good habits. Okay. Um, so I've been a prof- prolific journaler for the best part of a decade. Mm. And last year I didn't journal <laughs> at all. Like, there was never any time. There was no time to look after myself. Um, Is that true no it wasn't true yeah. um
0: was it a limiting belief
1: yes <laughs> i'm not good enough so i shouldn't look after myself yeah. um and i started journaling again about a month ago
0: hmm.
1: and i kind of have a process for journaling um and it starts with gratitude nice. and i think that helps massively like practicing gratitude and physically writing down three things every day that you're grateful for that have happened yeah then but then reflecting on a bigger scale because obviously I haven't journaled or reflected for the best part of a year Mm. I kind of went through the year and I listed my achievements Mm. um that's cool yeah I think and it's quite hard to do when you're in quite a low place Mm. because you're very focused on the negative things um but I just listed my achievements from last year. And I achieved a lot. You did. I did. I did a lot really last did. year. I turned over six figures. As... Woo. You know... I Obviously, I, I outsource. I have an editor. Um, so I don't do all of the work. But, you know, I, I was a six-figure business. Did my first public speaking. Um, we hosted two workshops mm-hmm. for Snap. Yeah. Uh, we held... Um, great fucking party. It was so good. Um which had its own challenges. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, like the venue. Losing the venue the day before. Um and I ran a marathon. Yeah. And You moved? I moved. House. I moved house. Out of the city. There was loads of good yeah. things that happened last year and you know i also was like I'm, I've I've Built myself a life. I was homeless in 2018. And, yeah. and look at where I am now. I've survived a pa- I've survived a pandemic. So I can't be a bad person. Nope. If I did all of those things. So that's why reflection is so powerful. Um, especially when you can do it from from that place. Um, but reflection is also powerful. Because you can look at what you don't want as well. And then yeah. you realise that you have mm. a choice. That's the thing with limiting beliefs. I find is that if you, if you are... Deep in those limiting beliefs, which some people really are, they they don't feel like they have a choice. They don't feel like they have any power. It's really disempowering. Mm. Um, so by reflecting, you can claim your power back, um, which and realize that you do have you do have options. Mm. You don't you don't have to live that way. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, that's why I think <laughs> reflection is 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 so important. Um, but yeah, just. For, for for me I, I can i can list off a whole reel of limiting beliefs like from from doing this podcast like one of the things i had was like everyone's doing a podcast now like why should i think i should do a podcast like
0: or what can i possibly have to say that is different from
1: anyone what anyone else is saying exactly or i don't have a podcast studio or and and you know for full transparency, we're sat on the floor in Rosie's spare bedroom. Hell yes, we are. <laughs> um, with
0: one microphone, a Mac, I'm in headphones, Amy's not. We've got cushions, cushions
1: and duvets. <laughs> but we're doing it. But we're doing it, yes. And and I think that's, that's the thing, is once you start to um, dismantle I think when you start listing your excuses for not doing something Mm. you start to realise that actually you very much can do something
0: Join us this April for Snap 23 the photography festival you've been looking for to help you learn, grow and develop your business in a setting that is strictly informal Nestled in the Peak District over four days you'll be learning from amazing speakers and join your fellow photographers in taking part in workshops, styled shoots and photo walks before settling in for campfire chats and board games in the evening. Want to find out more? Visit snapphotofestival.com.
1: I think one of the big ones, um, and we are going to talk more about money um, in yeah, another episode, later, I but I, this, this comes up a lot around pricing when people say they can't charge more or they can't charge what they're actually worth, or what they actually need to charge to be a sustainable business. Mm. Because they're like, oh, people won't pay it, I'm not good enough. And actually, have you ever, like, asked your clients how much they would have paid
0: for you? So it's funny, actually. I did this um, thing recently where I started surveying my clients after um, I'd performed for them. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions I asked was about pricing. I know we're going to talk about it, but it is about the limiting beliefs. Yeah. Um, because I've had a massive thing in my head for ages about how um, I must be too expensive and that's why I'm not getting bookings. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm too expensive and I'm whatever. Um, so I started surveying clients and I was very fortunate last year that I had um, a few bookings that were like my ideal. Um, so good money... Good clients, um, easy to work with, and um, the kind of stuff that you want to do on repeat. Um, and what was interesting was that no matter the the quality of the client, I don't know, <laughs> no matter the quality of the client or the um, or what price I charged, because um, it it was kind of on a spectrum they all thought that um i asked a question in there that was like uh the money that you paid did you think it was um cheap as chips uh did you think it was just right did you think it was expensive but worth it expensive but overpriced so i gave like a gradient of Mm -hmm. what to tick and um every single person picked just right so yeah, you're charging, you, you could have probably charged more. A bit more, because actually what I want to be, I want to be in the expensive but worth it. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, wanna,
0: yeah. I want my clients to think, yeah, that was worth, I'm, I'm glad I saved for that, or I'm glad I
1: Yeah. splurged. Um, That's a really good thing, though, to ask your clients. I yeah, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then just, you can get some of that external validation definitely. as well, that you're on the right track.
0: Also, they're the people that you want, Like, they're the people that you
1: should be mm. talking to. Yeah, yeah. Like, not, not other.
0: Not other like mate from down the pub who doesn't know about or, or is, has no interest in booking a band, or has no interest in
1: or even no other like in our industry from the photography side. I say all the time, like people posting in Facebook groups and they're like, "Am I charging enough? Mm. Am I charging too much? Do you think my work's good enough?" Mm. And you're basically speaking to a room of people who have the same confidence <laughs> issues as you. <laughs>
0: You're only gonna ever. I mean, it's the same with musicians.
1: Yeah, it, the create any creative yeah. business. I think it's like like starving artist yeah. mindset. Oh my god! Yes. Like I'm an artist, so I should be poor. And I know this has been talked about a million times, but like you're I, I, one of the big things that I made a switch on because I've been a photographer for twelve years, and I definitely had like. But five years before I went full time so I've been full time for seven years and half of those seven years were very hand to mouth not charging enough not making enough money never having enough money for my tax bill always thinking that stuff is happening to me and it's because I'm not good enough and Mm. and this that and the other and then it was like when I left my partner and made myself homeless it was like a massive fucking kick up the backside to be like you have to be a business now, yes. Amy. And, and it's weird because people who know me now, um, because not that many people knew me back then, apart from you. <laughs> um, apart from you and a couple of other people. People who know me now, when I talk about that time, they're like, but you're such a good business person. And I'm like, yeah, if I wasn't like that, I had to teach myself how, how to be like that. And it's almost like the moment that switched in my head when I was like, I'm a business not a photographer. Mm. The moment that switched in my head, it's like everything just spiraled so fast. Like, it, I quite like that. Yeah, it just, it just, it, it just, everything changed very, very quickly because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to be visible. I have to be visible. I have to survive. But the problem is, working from that place mm. then took me into 2022 and realizing that actually because i was working from a place of survival Mm. i need to survive i need to do this i need to validate myself through work how much money i have the bank in the bank that's my security that's my definition of who i am as a human being that's my value in the world led to the mental health crisis that i had last year were
0: you coming from a place of i just have to have as much take as much on as possible yes so saying yes so rather than kind of designing what you wanted. Yeah. Coming from a like a scarcity mindset.
1: Yeah, so it was it was still while while from the outside to other people it looks like massive success. And it was, I'm not taking away from that as well. It's huge achievement. Mm. But it was coming from the wrong place. Mm. So in in the process, like my mental health and and my view of myself Mm. was 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 destroyed. And it's like But that's gross. At the same time, because I realised, I realised what I was doing.
0: Also, you've realised that you don't want that. I know I don't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) I, I, I don't want to be sick for eight weeks at the end of every year (laughs) because I punished myself because I don't think that I'm enough. So you know, it's I'm in as as you know,
0: but um, I'm in like a similar transition now where. i am coming out of a relationship and my financial situation has massively changed Mm -hmm. Um, and i'm coming up against this kind of uh not being worth it not being um good enough to keep doing what i'm doing um and earning enough to survive yeah uh and i'm trying to like at the moment, I'm very much in um, trying to trick myself into believing, like fake it till you make it. I think you have to do that a bit though, to like to, to be a bit like oh, you, you can make this, work <laughs> and trying to trying to kind of imagine what I want my life to look like now.
1: Yes, and and but this is the thing, and you have to you have to have that, and you have to have a positive view of yourself because otherwise you'll find yourself where I am three years down the line going what have I just done to myself? I'm putting myself into an early grave. <laughs> yeah, it is. I just sort that shit out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I'm worried about like chronic illnesses yeah. because of the amount, amount that I've worked. And, um, and it, it is because the core belief is, is not a positive one. Mm. The, the, the view of myself is not a positive one. Um, and, and now that's what I want to focus on. Mm. Um, Because it doesn't matter how much money you make or how many bookings you have or how good your work is. If your view of yourself is a negative one, then you're always going to be operating from a place of scarcity, Mm. which then means that you're going to be consistently making bad decisions for yourself. Um, And... and, and, and You don't get what you want out of life. Exactly. Like, this is what I was thinking about. I was like, what do I want my life to look like? Mm. And it's pretty basic. Like, it's not, um... No Ferraris? No Ferraris. (laughs) Not into cars. Not Andrew Tate. I want a Mustang. No. I totally want a Mustang. Really? Yes. I want a muscle car. I mean, I quite like a new car this year. I'm a bit worried that my car's, like, not going to... Last it, <laughs> but, but we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. I really like my car, so I'm kind of like we've been through a lot together. I lived in Aww. it for a while. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Thinking about what I want my life to look like, and it's having the time to look after myself mm. over everything. Mm. Like it's being it, It's not having a big house or. Anything like that, it is just being able to spend time with my friends, my family, travel a bit. um, And also, yeah, just to look after myself and feel good. Like, I love sea swimming, I love hiking, I love um, good food, I love cooking. And the more I was kind of in this state of trying to validate myself through work, because I didn't think I was enough, I wasn't doing any of those things or I wasn't making time for any of those things Mm. and then that made me sick Mm. and destroyed my mental health. Um, And obviously as well, I've had to rethink things because you know, last year I was diagnosed as autistic, um, which we're also gonna talk more on um, because I know that a lot of people in the creative industries at the moment are discovering that they are on the spectrum in some shape or form. Which is amazing, because we're all amazing people. Um, but I realised that a lot of my anxiety comes from the fact that I am autistic. Mm. And what I was doing to myself was going to just cause further damage. Um, and and the most part, the autism diagnosis has been very positive, um, but we will, we will talk about that more later. But yeah, I just really am focused on working on that working on changing the belief from I'm not enough to I am enough Mm. and I do have permission and I also Ooh,
0: I have permission, I like
1: that. Yeah, because you've got you've got to give yourself permission because no one else is gonna give you permission. And I think particularly as women permission so much. Yes. And and women do it so much more. I did it like, you earlier. I posted a
0: thing on just a post on Instagram. And I was like, "Is this too braggy? Is this too pushy?" And you were like, "You You no. need to be. You need to be,
1: <laughs> you need <laughs> to be pushy. You, you need, need to be, be braggy." <laughs> thing, I don't give myself permission for so for so so. Like, this is also how I felt about Snap last year. Yeah. Like I felt like I didn't have permission to be in this space, like as a leader, as an educator. Mm. Um. To lead a community, I was like, who the fuck am I? Like, why, why do I think that I can do that? Yeah. Um, and and no one's going to give you permission. But because we live in... because And it is patriarchy, because I see it in women all the time. I think it's definitely more rife. 100%. Like, in women. Like, we have had to seek out permission our entire lives. Like, it's... Yeah it's just too exist, Sorry, just like i uh, my mind just went
0: <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah
1: when i can't i can't even find the right words to determine like where that even started um but it is the the
0: so <sighs> do you get like um just just kind of bring it slightly back on topic mhm um uh, one of the things that I have is that I, I get so like, the polar opposite of I am, so I'm either I am not
1: enough or I am too much. Yeah, the, the too much thing I think is also something that women have a lot of issues <laughs> yeah. with.
0: And I was just think when we were talking about uh, like asking permission for things, you know, like how long has it been since we've kind of been allowed to stand up and talk about, you know, well, I think it's I mean, it's, it's, it's less
1: than a hundred um, years since we've been allowed to go outside without a chaperone. Yeah. <laughs> um, or have ownership of our own passports. Like... Uh, yeah. Own property,
0: vote... Bank accounts. Yeah, like, all of it. I mean, is it any wonder
1: that that women still kind of... I, I mean... I, yeah, and then when... The, the too much thing, though. I yeah. get it a lot as a single woman in her mid-thirties. Um... Is, is quite a threatening thing to a lot of people. Um, and the too much thing, I've definitely experienced a lot in dating, um, which is probably the most sensitive area because obviously, you know, you feel then unwanted and so yeah, then yeah. you feel like and you have like to make yourself smaller. To be. Yeah, yeah. And, and also my, my, my relationship before, he, his... Um, his abusiveness came from wanting to keep me as small as possible in case I left him mm. behind. And when, like, that, that's just been constant any, any, any time I've tried to, to take up space throughout a lot of my life, or I've been told I've, I'm too loud, yeah, or... Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, be quiet, stop showing off. Mm. I
0: I got this so much as a kid. I mean... Yeah. Like, um, and it's really kind of, I had this thing, it's funny about permission, but when, um, you're a singer, people, and you, like, maybe a networking thing or something, um, Oh hi, yeah. I'm Rosie. I'm a singer. The first thing people were like, "Oh, sing us a song," and you're like, oh, "I don't No, no, I'm not going to do that." Um, but it it's from years of kind of just being told to be quiet. Yeah, don't be to- <laughs> literally being told to be quiet. And if someone's booked me for a gig, that has g- they've given me permission to be loud. They've given me permission to be yeah. extrovert. They've given me like the go ahead. To be that side of myself and I I'm s i am I still struggle most days
1: with See. having the courage to do that for myself. I get it the opposite at weddings. I get called bossy <laughs> or you're assertive or you're a bit loud. Like, you when you're rounding up like over a hundred people yeah. for group <laughs> photos, like if you're not loud or assertive, yeah. it's not gonna happen. Yeah. But I will then be told like, someone will make a comment that will be like, oh, you're a bit loud, or you're quite bossy. And then I just want to die inside. Aww. Because I'm like, but I have to be like that because it's my job. Yeah. And now you're criticising me. And now you're just reinforcing the, like, 35 years yeah. of be quiet and small that yeah. the world has told me to be. And um, I had it, I had um, at a wedding... Last year, where I was like walking around just capturing candids during the meal, and um, some bloke grabbed me and was like, Oi, bossy photographer lady, um, take our photo,
0: which in itself is fairly bossy. Uh, Well, yeah, sorry, just the irony is, what?
1: And I was like, My name is Amy. And he was like, "Oh, wow, I was only joking." <laughs> and it was like, "You wouldn't, you wouldn't come up against that." I think if you were, if you were male, um, definitely not as much. No, maybe sometimes, but not definitely. I mean, there's other challenges that, that men face, but also
0: and we'd like we'd take some of the stuff is like in our own heads is what we believe, but that didn't come from nowhere. It came from
1: things that happened externally. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think it's like, what we were talking about this earlier as well, yeah. like about what you look like, thinness, all of those yeah. things, like, like these, I think the foundation limiting belief is I'm not enough, but mm. it's like a stacking of all of these things that, like, are on top. You're too much, you're too loud, you're not thin enough, you're, you know, not pretty enough, you're, It's it's just constantly not enough, and, and then... And then you have the opposite end of the scale, which is when you decide that you are enough and you are going to step in to... You're making... Tr- yeah, you're going to empower yourself. You're going to make decisions for yourself. Um, then it switches and you become too much. Um, Nadia Merle, um, who's speaking at Snap this year, she did an Instagram story recently where... I think she was talking about dating and... Um, someone messaged her, it was a man, and um, he said, you know, I love all of your posts, like, I think they're really interesting, like, you're amazing, but maybe, like, your struggles with dating, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, this isn't, like, 100% correct, I think it's on her highlights on her stories, but um, he was like, uh, but just from, like, an outsider's perspective, perhaps, like, you struggle because you're a bit, you're quite intimidating, like I find like you quite intimidating. Nadia's response was fucking amazing. Oh, she tell, went tell back. She went it. back and she was, beautiful. She, <laughs> she went back and she was like, "I'm not intimidating. You think I'm intimidating? Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's the difference. You. Like that's your thing. Oh, that's not that. mine." And I think that's what you have to do. Again, it's that separation from what other people are going to think about you. Yeah. Like I'm. Fairly certain that there is a lot of people out there who find me intimidating um and 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 the thing when you become more visible Mm. and you do start taking up more space Mm. um is that it does become very obvious (laughs) when when people don't like that (laughs) and um and and that's a lot to take on um and i think there's another reason why i wanted to be quite small last year was was like I started to shrink myself mm. was because that got to me, um, and and I, I think f- it's quite a lot though. To be
0: fair, like I think that's quite a natural reaction to, to kind of yeah to retreat a bit. And I guess the like the trick is or the, the kind of is to to realise when you're doing it mm-hmm. and um, why and why, which I guess is the kind of reflection, having time to reflect. Yes, Reflection's out. key. Also, um, I think that for me, I, I do a lot of reflection. But um, also kind of finding the right people to talk to about it.
1: Yeah, I think who you surround yourself with is really important. Yeah. And and um, I have definitely actually shrunk my circle. Me too. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we saw no like such cows, don't we? We're um, not, we're not we've shrunk. We probably... <laughs> No, I think it's uh, the people who are closest to you are, you know. Um, was
0: that there's a quote somewhere I can't remember who it is, but it's like you are a combination of the five people that are closest to you. Yeah, and it so like make those five people, fucking count, you know.
1: Yeah, and and, and actually, this was probably one of the blessings of um, my previous relationship was because i lost my entire social circle because it was so isolating which is awful i don't recommend this like, <laughs> <laughs> find yourself an abusive relationship and you'll change your oh life um, but, but i think it's probably like most people's story especially in their late 20s to early 30s um in astrology they call it saturn returns um I did not know that. Uh, yeah oh, I'm not going to go too, into too much there is a podcast called Saturn Returns which is very very good uh, it's by Kagi Dunlop um, which I love but you do go through this massive period of growth in your late 20s to early 30s and obviously I lost everything so I had to rebuild and while that was awful it was also amazing because I've gone through this huge period of personal growth over the last you know four to five years and um that's meant I've been able to choose
0: yeah
1: who, who I have in my life. Design it for yourself. Exactly. And that, you know, who who you surround yourself with, I think is really important. Because having the people in my team, and I call my team or my family, um, like you and Nadia and um, my mum, mm. like having, having those people remind me of yeah. what I'm capable of, um... And that I am good enough is the kind of really positive external validation. Like I don't want yes people. Like I, I want people who who no, go who challenge you. Maybe may- you shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: but like who challenge the negative behaviour? exactly that, like n- and, and I think you, you you know you've got to be able to discern what is mm. what is healthy and unhealthy.
1: Yeah, and and a lot of that's through therapy as well. Like
0: God yes, can't recommend therapy. Oh, therapy's
1: there. so good. Um, undoing decades of shame um and for those who don't understand what shame is um shame is where you think you're a bad person so again you think you're not enough Mm -hmm. while guilt is when you are aware that you did something so so shame is a sense of being while guilt is a sense of doing
0: yeah okay and you
1: want to get into the kind of guilt space because then you're unattached, like your sense of. I feel guilty all the time. Pardon. I feel guilty all the time. But do you not think you just feel ashamed all the time? Oh, maybe I don't know. Because if you felt guilty, then your 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 core belief wouldn't be that you're not enough. Because shame is a sense of being, while guilt is a sense of doing.
0: I think the guilt comes from feel like I'm taking too much, or that I'm not worth. So it's shame. Enough
1: to
0: You're
1: ashamed of take yourself. It? Yeah. Oh bloody hell! <laughs> this is like therapy. <laughs> okay, doing it, doing a therapy session. <laughs> it's shame. It is. It is shame. Like I'm still undoing all of my shame. Um, and 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 last year I felt ashamed for having to cancel Snap. Um. I there was points where I felt ashamed about my work even though there was nothing wrong with it but because I didn't feel like I was operating from my best possible version of myself I felt like everything I was doing was a load of shit that's an interesting thing that I, I take on as well like having to be like
0: unless I am my best version unless I am me at my best then I shouldn't be mm. present at all yeah which massively limits me Oh, God. That I, like, I'm not allowed to be um, anything but my my best and perfect self. Like, on social media. I, even, like, it got really bad at points while well, depressed where I wouldn't go out and see friends if I wasn't,
1: like, on top form. That you couldn't be seen. That yeah. that, that, that shadow side of yourself yeah. could, could not be viewed. That, that wouldn't be accepted. That wouldn't be... Oh, my God, that's such an epiphany. Because that's, like, the toxic version of your best version of yourself. Yeah. Like, positive vibes only. Like my idea of the best version of myself is one that's looking after me. So if I'm not looking after myself, then I'm not the best version of myself because then I'm not I'm not giving myself space and time to feel things, to process things, Mm. to reflect. Which means I'm always operating from from a from a bad space. While the best version that you're talking about is Mm. that toxic one, that mask that you have to Mm. put on. But that then becomes a circle because you, you're you then feeling back into the loop of I'm not enough mm. because I can't show up as this. Yeah. So therefore I shouldn't be taking up space at all. I shouldn't be seen at all. I have no right to be seen at all. So then you wind up not looking after yourself. Yep, and not showing up for myself. Because it's a shame cycle. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really know where to go from there.
0: I think we're probably... We're coming towards we're the end there. of this. Should we like recap? Should we do a Recap. Yeah. I think so. So, like, limiting beliefs. Yeah. And how... <laughs> I mean, they we could probably talk kind of really s- about this for hours. We <laughs> <laughs> probably will later <laughs> in our own time. Um, like, uh, how it kind of almost always boils down to not being enough.
1: Yeah, that's the, the, the... that From the work that I have done, personally, on myself, over the last four years, everything has boiled down to that sense of not being enough. And, and the way to get kind of through that my success has been built on that can which you is clarify sh- what you mean? so like my point earlier is that I have used work to validate myself yeah. because I feel like I'm not enough which is a really shaky foundation to build things on which last year took me into burnout not looking yeah. after myself saying yes to things I shouldn't have been saying yes to resenting myself feeling ashamed not feeling like I can be visible or take up space like building my business on Mm. that foundation of I'm not enough Mm. because I was validating myself could have seen me lose everything until the end of the year when I made a choice to start looking after myself again. Um, And then just to bring it back to
0: positive. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, ways that we can help ourselves get through the limiting beliefs. So Um, we talked about reflection.
1: Yeah, I also want to say about what you consume because oh, okay. we haven't talked about that. like okay. I think that's really important about about what you're consuming kind of almost the wrap like going back to who you
0: surround yourself with as well. Yeah.
1: so who you surround yourself with. so like my my tips for dealing with this okay. would be yes if you can afford it therapy, yeah. Um, if you can't, then there are so many resources out there. Um, so for me, what I'm consuming is really important and I noticed this. About six weeks ago, that I wasn't really consuming anything that was great. I was watching a lot of serial killer documentaries (laughs) on Netflix. A lot of
0: kind of depressing documentaries. (laughs) And then wondering why you
1: felt (laughs) depressed
0: and disconnected.
1: Yeah, or I was just like scrolling through my phone and I I was looking mute as well. It's great. Mute. yeah muting people Oh, so yeah like I was finding that a lot of um, how I felt about myself was coming from comparing myself to other people Mm -hmm. in my space like in the same spaces as me Mm -hmm. Um, so I found that once I stopped looking at what they were doing I could then refocus on myself instead of thinking oh well I didn't do it I can't do that or um, you know I'm not as good as them um.. so I think muting.. like.. just.. just do a whole audit. Like a.. yeah.. like a like detox. An audit. Like a, yeah. Sit yeah. down, spend a few hours looking at who you follow, what you're consuming on social media, um.. and then make an active decision to start consuming..
0: <laughs>
1: Nourishing stuff. Nour.. yeah. I'm not.. I'm.. I'm.. if.. if you know.. if you follow me at all in any capacity on The Woman in the Wolf, um, you will know that I'm not into toxic positivity by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I think negative emotions are really important. They are indicators yeah. to what you need to deal with. Um, so I'm not not saying to go down that road, but what I'm saying is that you should be consuming things that nourish, that, yeah. like what you said. I love that word, nourish, that are wholesome. Yeah. They're going to make you reconnect with yourself and others. Um, so if you go through your social media feed and mute... The people that aren't doing what that for you? you feel like you're not enough. Yeah, another thing, another thing that I've been doing so mm-hmm. as well as the journaling. So I usually wake up in the morning, I journal. Mm-hmm. I write down what I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. I also free write, like I try to get stuff out, like mm-hmm. what's maybe going on in my head. Um, reflection,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, curiosity as well. Like, why am I feeling anxious? Where does this anxiety so, come like from?
0: Sitting acknowledging the feeling and sitting with the feeling yes exactly and sitting in that space
1: and being curious about it as opposed to identifying with it okay so that's been a big thing but i i i started going for a walk every morning Mm -hmm. as well so movement i think is really important and while i'm on my walk i will listen to a podcast Mm -hmm. or an audio book um, so I tend to, I've, I've stopped watching Netflix completely over the last month. Um, and I'm reading again, I'm listening to podcasts, um, and I just found that that consumption of looking to inspire myself yeah. has helped massively. Um, rest. <laughs> I was, yeah, sleep good yeah. food <laughs> like literally i mean we're gonna do a whole episode on self-care so i don't want to go too much into it but like you have to look after yourself you have to see yourself as a valuable thing that needs to that needs to be looked after and and you need to be able to do that for yourself because um, sadly <laughs> No one else. Nobody's gonna do it for. No. Um and then yeah, surrounding yourself with people who are also doing the work um I think is is a key thing. Um but yeah, and, and reflection. Give yourself a big fucking pat on the back. Like sit down on a Friday and write down all the things you did that, you know. Maybe she should start doing this in the Facebook group as well. Like Ooh, having like a, yes. a Friday kind of, what have, what have you done yeah, this week? we do a Monday
0: check-in, see how yeah. everyone is. And then we maybe start we doing Maybe should a do like a, like a bragging Friday or something. Yes. Oh yeah, brag about yourself. Yeah. I it's did, making it okay to brag
1: about yourself. I did this on International Women's Day. I think it was like 20... 2021? I did... Uh, I wrote... Um, I'm not going to go to it right now because could just whatever it is. <laughs> Basically, I, for International Women's Day, I did a post and I asked my audience to brag about themselves. Oh, nice. And it was amazing. There was like 100 comments of people like cheering themselves on. Oh, I think it's so powerful. I think
0: because we don't often do that, do we? No, because Coffee. you're told yeah, that you can't. Let's, let's Let's do it. A- in bragging Friday yeah brag we, about yourself we yeah we're gonna introduce that to the Facebook community
1: um <laughs> we will link to the Facebook community yeah in the show notes um did you have anything to add on that Rosie
0: I don't think so I think I've learned a lot during this ah. episode. that's felt a bit like therapy
1: that's good I'm happy that you learned Quite. something. I hope who, the people who are listening <laughs> <to> learned something <laughs> as well. I mean, I think what you can expect from this podcast is, um, I mean, I'm autistic, so... <laughs> direct. <laughs> gonna be blunt. Gonna be direct. Um, but also gonna go off on tangents <laughs> because that's how my brain works. Um, and we just like to chat, don't we? Yeah, we just want to chat. We, wanna, we want want the space to be uplifting. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably a good place to finish for this Sweet. episode nice cool see you
0: next time bye thanks for listening to OSNAP. snap like follow and subscribe to keep yourself up to date with the episodes and if you're feeling extra share this episode with someone who might find it useful